swords and candle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads Bandits are catacombs and giant doors Protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ores. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls Simon's quest with Tolan Earl Rock shoes to Everclue Keeps the eggs and gaming news The POTUS needs some bad dudes to crash crew like Bandicoot All shit a game in English Control no shows Control Issues! Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all, yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. Head on over to Twitter. My Control Issues is the handle. Uh, we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure on twitch.tv slash control issues pod. And go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for control issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Let us know how you're doing out there. AMC, how you living? Uh, living well. We've had uh, quite a break. It's uh, a lot's happened within that time. Uh, had some stuff with family. Guys celebrated Marissa's birthday. There we go. Yeah, you know it is. Dealing with this 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 Cali heat is is here <laughs> now oh. officially. Uh, so yeah, putting up with that, got the ACs, got the AC units out and trying to stay cool and yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I haven't watched anything. <laughs> I mean, you like, <laughs> you texted me, you texted me, uh, the other day, you're like, Hey, uh, Mark Norman has a new Netflix special, um, out right now, which I uh, do you check out. Yes. Yeah. I need to watch it again so I can really pay attention. Same yeah. thing happened with a Jim Gaffigan special on prime. Yeah, so um, you texted me that Mark Norman had a special on Netflix, and I didn't watch it because I no longer have Netflix. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I'm, not oh. those, I'm not one of those people that just like, you know, the, the mass exodus or whatever, when people just decided they were over Netflix. It literally became a thing where Marissa and I were just realizing, we're like, we haven't watched a show since we started playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> so it kind of got a point. Money. <laughs> yeah, it got to a point where it was like, well, we're pretty much the only people who are the only person or people that are using the uh, streaming apps are Theo and Naomi. So we're like, all right, well, let's just get rid of Netflix. Cause they don't have like a ton of like good kid shows. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get Paramount plus because they, that's where they got uh blues clues, Paw Patrol, oh, all, all that, all that Nickelodeon stuff. The hits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah. And then I already had Peacock because of wrestling uh, for the meantime. So there's a couple things on there as well. So yeah, the odd man out in this case was Netflix. So Netflix had to go. So um, yeah, Netflix is out for right now. But sorry, I mean, it's um, it's beautiful because what's awesome. I don't know how you have your subscriptions set up, but if you do it through um, through Apple, it's really just like you do. You like you can see your subscriptions. It lets you know when it's about to renew, and it's like literally just a double click, and you can unsubscribe or you can resubscribe for the month yeah. so it's like you can easily just like look at it and be like oh i didn't even watch this for this month i'm a i'm unsubscribed from this like app and then when you're ready to hop back in you just hop right back in uh, through the uh, apple so it's just a lot easier to just keep track of all your subscriptions and which ones you're paying attention to That's um, dope. yeah so we're now doing that we're going to kind of do that a la carte thing for now so netflix was 
you know, it was on the chopping block. It had been on there for, for a little bit. And so, yeah, I, uh, I hopped off of Netflix. So in general, I've just been behind on everything just because it's been all Stardew all day. But how, how's it been for you, A-Dub? How these past two weeks been? Uh, you know, other than logging into the PS5, seeing AMC on, checking the friend list, Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm hoping, like, all right, is it, is it going to be Diablo 4? Is it going to be Overwatch? <laughs> Stardew Valley or online on PS5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the time, all the time. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're gonna update us in the what you've been playing section. Yeah, but, yeah I've been I've been chilling, man. I've been watching a lot of Street Outlaws and all those different like spinoff series. What's uh, Street Outlaws? Street Outlaws. It's like a it's like a reality show about street racers. Okay, how'd you get into that? I was looking on what is now Max. It was just like, all right, let's find something to watch and see, <laughs> see what's going on. I was like, oh, what's this Street Outlaws? What's this? What's this Mega Cash Day? It's all about. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's different street racing crews from different states, and they come together and they have the they have these drag races and they bring their mm-hmm. souped up cars and it's like they're making bets, spites. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, there w- there was like a fight or two. It's not like fights always break out. They're actually all really, really cool. It, but it's just very competitive and money's on the line. So it's like if you if somebody makes a bad call or a questionable call, like, oh, he he jumped out before the light. Like, oh, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta pay some money <laughs> if you want to review it. Like it got to a point where they charge people to review the the starts because sometimes it just wastes people's time with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like time and time is money we're all trying to make some money here and you're, yeah. you're busy checking the tape <laughs> yeah so i think um the rule they put together on, on mega cash days was 200 bucks to review if if you're right you get your money back if you're wrong the the dude who runs the things just keeps the money <laughs> uh, okay, okay. but yeah it, it's dope it has amazing characters my man kai kelly and, and his <laughs> and his girl lizzie Musi. they're dope my man jj the boss he is the best character of all time you got that got that ryan martin and that murder note but they ain't ready for all that so but it's like man i'm i'm getting the idea my dad floated to me when I was talking about it, he was like, you know, you can always just check a community college and see if they have an auto shop class. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I could. Get oh, just because you've been getting into cars a lot more lately? I've always been been into cars, and I'd like to I'd like to do something like rebuild an engine just to have that skill set, especially once that combustion engine ban comes down in, <laughs> in the state or in the, in the state or in the country. I think it's in the state. But yeah, watching a ton of Street Outlaws, just loving it, street racing, just crazy cars, seeing the process of them building them, souping them up, troubleshooting, tuning them, getting them as fast as possible, and then taking each other's money. Uh, watching that, this fool on Hulu got that second season, so I'm working through that. I keep reminding myself I need to go back and catch up on Doom Patrol, especially since I think it's done, so I just need to get in there and catch up to the current season and what else of course mark norman watch that jim gaffigan dark pale i need to watch that again uh still got a new episode of demon slayer to look forward to oh, i know demon slayer's back yeah demon slayer bit back <laughs> it's been back for a few weeks so you got yourself some episodes to catch up on and it is going down how about how about uh fire force fire force back season three is on the way 
I don't think it's back yet. Jujutsu Kaisen season two is out, and I'm hearing great things about that. Uh, all that. I'm still waiting for Rise of the Shield Hero season three. I got to get that in my life. That that's my show. I got but, that. Uh, did you check out that Undead Unluck? <laughs> I was telling you about. Oh, I need to check that out. Uh, it looks <laughs> Undead like, Unluck. I was like, why is Net- why is Hulu like already advertising a show that doesn't come out for months now? And I check out the trailer. I was like, oh, this looks like it has potential. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah, I and mean, apparently they got like the exclusive rights, so they're Hulu's been stepping up their anime game. Like, I'm, I'm actually surprised <laughs> that they're they're getting more and more knee deep. Like, out of nowhere, they just announced that they have uh, it was a Dragon Ball Z Kai the entire series on there. So, Ooh, very nice. That's, yeah, so that's where I watched Super. That's where I watched Fire Force, Attack on Titan. So yeah, they're just adding more and more animes to Hulu now so it's getting pretty sweet so animes kicking ass man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having it but yeah just been chilling you know this heat is out of control running both of the ACs most of the time sitting on the couch trying not to move <laughs> trying not to give off any excess energy or radiation as I possibly can keeping the windows closed cleaning up you know went to my uncle's 90th birthday so that was nice to see my family and you know especially all the little kids all growing up they get tall and lanky <laughs> graduating college and getting jobs and stuff you know seeing all your all your close relatives it's been a long time it was just great seeing everybody i couldn't stop smiling so that was awesome yeah just living getting getting a little more consistent on the working out always kind of hurting myself every time I go out there, but staying consistent, starting to see results. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm getting back to, to God status or at least legendary status. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another is happening. Don't matter how much time it takes. I'm coming back. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what you've been, what you've been gaming on the reason why we're here. Uh... Yes. <laughs> well, you already know, the majority of what I've been doing with my time. I just can't tear myself away from Diablo four. I've been playing uh season one. So that started up about a little over a week ago, almost two weeks ago. And yeah, it's Blizzard has, has done some things that a lot of the community does not agree with. <laughs> However, in my personal experience, I'm having a blast playing as a Druid going with storm magic and have it set up to where my storm magic also gets free casts of earth magic. So it's like, you'll get hit by lightning and then the earth will like, rocks will come out the ground and crush your body. <laughs> it's so good. I'll summon a, I'll summon a tornado and a giant boulder will roll out and the boulder just <laughs> rolls and pushes enemies out of the fight. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Following the boulder, summoning lightning so that it's <laughs> lightning. <laughs> Oh man, the the visual spectacle is phenomenal. I'm watching enemies get hit with the lightning and just all their limbs pop off or just eviscerating bears, <laughs> things. Oh man, they did such a good job. And I loved it in that developer quarterly update when they detailed what they were doing to improve the damage to make it more into 3D kind of animated damage. And it it really pays off in practice. Like I can just sit there for hours enjoying all the different kill animations and ragdoll effects that are generated whenever you just you just go nuts and just let your power loose 
I'm loving the Druid. And it just, it continues to reinforce a th- one of the best merits of the franchise, which is that there's just so many defined builds within a given class that you can really make something radically different every time you play with the different classes. Like the Druid, you've, you have werewolf stuff, you have werebear stuff, you have lightning storm magic, you have wind magic, you have earth magic, and you can mix and overlap. I think you have like, you even have like tendril kind of, like you have companion magic. <laughs> I was, for the longest time, I was running around with a, a small pack of wolves. It started as two, and then I got a thing that gives me a chance to summon a third one. And I just had me. And the wolves are so dope because they were active targets on the battlefield. So it divided the focus of the hordes and made it easier for me to cut enemies down. Then I could push the button and the wolves would all converge on the same target (laughs) at the same time. It was amazing. Like Diablo 4 just continues to just feed my imagination. Uh, Like my druid is this, this big, strong black woman with like, braids or dreads and carrying a, a two-handed axe and i got her of course got her with the the no shoes look it's a druid gotta be one with the earth keep your feet out yeah and just like this like even the colors and the materials of the outfits it just brings these characters to life do a little makeup on her just a touch just a hint a suggestion and yeah it's this is great watching this. Like, if this was an animated series I was watching, I'd tune in every week. Like, if this was a manga, I'm reading every chapter. Just you don't get to see these kind of characters with the way that they let you customize them now. It's like, why why isn't this a property of its own with its own story? So, you know, I'm just enjoying playing around with everything that Diablo 4 has to offer me. Continuing to go higher. I completed the battle pass. Uh, Blizzard was very conservative when they said that people would take about 80 hours to complete the battle pass. I think I may have did it in like 40. And of course, I had the, the accelerated pass with the 20 tiers unlocked at the outset. But even then, I got through 70 tiers in like 40 hours. I mean, like five or 10 more hours, I would have got through the rest. I was at one point, it was just every dungeon I went in, I was just popping a level. It's like, holy shit, it's crazy. But yeah, unlocked everything. So I got, I got all the skins, all the, all the weapon transmogs, all the, all the mount trophies. I got the, all that platinum that I'm going to hold on to because I have no choice, but I'm holding on to until the, the end of the second season pass. And then I'll have enough for the third season pass because that's how you do that. And yeah, man, Diablo 4 just continues to knock it out the park with me. It's not knocking it out the park with everybody, and we'll we'll get to some of that a little later. But yeah, like I'm, I feel like that's every episode has now been yeah. latest gripe with Diablo. Oh, are, it's it's, like it's every people, week. <laughs> yeah, it's like people are loving the game, and yet people are hating the game. It's just depending on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah. Like I like the game, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's always something. But you know, and everybody's everybody's different. Everybody has different needs and different preferences. So I'm not trying to make light of anybody's feelings or gripes toward the game. Well, I'm making it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn yeah. video game. Yeah, it's it's my life. 
I've been waiting for this. It's like, well, then find some other money. Shit. Yeah, find some other shit to put in your life so you're not online all day talking about one video game and everything you hate about it. <laughs> like, and it was the same thing with Gran Turismo, man. <laughs> it's just like, like the movie or the game? <laughs> the game. It's oh, just, okay. okay, so you got this. You're not feeling it. How about you slide on over to something else for a little while? <laughs> Get your composure <laughs> back. No, just like you guys just play one game or maybe they do play one game. Maybe it's those people who trade in all their games all the time and like a thousand dollars in the hole, one game to show for it. It's like, Get some more games. Get some more stuff to play. So much good stuff. There's no reason to be so hyper-focused on one. But yeah, played the hell out of Diablo 4. I'm going to do some more of that tonight. Uh, I also popped on the Xbox for a hot second because I heard they got that new uh, user interface dashboard update, so it's less cluttered. You can see more of your dynamic background. I appreciate that. Thank you, Microsoft. Uh, for a second, fired on some Forza Horizon 5. I like to pop in there, see if anything's happening, see what's going on with the season. You know, maybe I want to do some things, earn some points, get a free car to get all my wheel spins that stack up my super wheel spins. Yeah, I get those. Get all, get all my money together, maybe buy a new car or two. Just, I do this route where I set a waypoint from one end of, of the map to the other end. It's along this one huge highway that goes across the entire map. And I just gun it, weaving through traffic, <laughs> trying to see if I can, if I can do the whole thing without colliding with anything. And usually I do, but sometimes I don't. And it's fun either way because it's a great experience. Yeah, fired that on for a bit. I, I keep I keep saying I gotta go back to Cat Quest and then I never go back to Cat Quest. So I gotta do that because this this month is going to be absolutely brutal insofar as my free time. And then once September first hits, um I may as well vanish from the grid. So we'll see what's going on with that. But AMC, what have you been playing? One thing and one thing only. I did. <laughs> I, I can't get on Diablo Four because I don't have I don't have the time. Or you know, I have a wife that loves a video game, and that's where I'm always going to lean towards. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's been all Stardew all day, every day. Whenever we get a chance, that's what we're doing. We're even planning a because you know we just had the kids with us. 24 7 since they've been born <laughs> like we've never i think we, we've gone one night without theo and that was before naomi was born but other than that like we've had you know just theo naomi around so we're planning a a i guess a possible steak we we're planning on going somewhere but then we we're thinking like it might be even better just to do a staycation mm-hmm. and then just get like get basically marissa's sister to watch the kids overnight so that we could just stay at home and just not have the kids around and immediately it's like and then we can go out to eat come back home play some stardew wake up get some breakfast come back play some stardew and go and get the kids so like everything is literally rotating around finding time to play stardew because it's just that much the game is absolutely phenomenal it's it's already now in goat status as far as just top i always say this but like top five games of all time maybe top five girlfriend games we'll put it there just because i already have like so many top five games but it's just up there as far as just games that i cannot get enough of and just continue to wow me it's uh it's presented in this simple package which looks like an old retro you know 
like a harvest moon style game snes game but it just continues we're in year four and we're still finding new areas we got an island we had we now have a farm on the island and the island was pretty dope so what they did is they had the original game the base game the foundation of the game and they kept updating that updating that and then eventually they added this area called ginger island which was a new area of the map that you can basically take a boat to um that they added on so added on content and uh it's this whole new area complete amc and uh and uh it's this whole new area where one you can set up like a beach island or a beach farm but it's it's just full of all these like hidden mysteries that you, you search and then there's a puzzle here you find all these as you're um making your way through ginger island you'll find these secret notes that were left by this guy this castaway that was um shipwrecked on the island um and he left all these secret notes and through the notes you'll find all these secrets around the island that then lead to you know like certain things so like i found this hidden base within the island of like a a prominent character throughout the game and there he has um even harder challenges that then get you this special currency within the game that get you these items that just take your your game up to another level like um just certain things like we have a horse but we can only use the horse on the main island but if we get um if we complete some missions on ginger island through that um special base we then get the horse flute which is always great just like in zelda where you can just then summon your your mount from anywhere on the map so it's not like a matter of a thing like once you take a warp you lose it like you can actually just bring it so that's just like one of the benefits uh another one is like you find i guess like the hidden stock list for uh certain store owners so that means that there's all these items that we haven't been getting that we can now unlock through this um and yeah it's just it's it's crazy to think that we're in year four and the game is like i, I remember we were discussing around year three i was like yeah so we'll probably do like five years in this game uh and i imagine at the time like year four and five is just gonna be us like kind of customizing our map really building it up aesthetically um to to the way that we want it to look now that we have like the catalogs and we can really just furnish it the way we want and we have access to a lot of the the buildings and the um we can craft a lot of the material necessary to you know just really make the the farm the way that we want it to be as opposed to that what was given to us at the time when we first started the game but now we're at a point where it just keeps expanding keeps opening up we keep meeting new characters to build relationships with and um keep getting new challenges to unlock certain things within the game and one of the things is so basically now we've i thought that we would just get to a point where we were tired of the game and just stop playing but we um when we got to that base on ginger island there's a computer console within the base that then lets us know how much we've completed of certain things so now we're basically just going to go to the completionist route and try to do everything that the game has to offer before we quit so now we're looking up all the different recipes looking up all the different things we can har- we can grow and harvest um all the different buildings all the different um like uh ore and and minerals that we can find the artifacts um clothes everything <laughs> like we're gonna try to just go all out build one of everything and then just like basically completely um just have the game just done done before we walk away which I have no idea how long it's going to take, but it's going to be fun because the game has found a way to take, you know, stuff that people gripe about in other games, which is like um, tedious, like work. And they Doesn't find a way. respect your time. Yeah, yeah. It's like stuff that people will complain about where they're just like, I should just be able to 
put in a mod and then everything is now accessible right away <laughs> in the game like it's um it actually like makes if you enjoy playing the game you can actually have a good time trying to just craft everything or or make everything because it's it's a very delightful process and it's not at all like a a stressful game like that's kind of the pace of the game is like you do things you while you're waiting for those things to show up through you know either growing in the in the ground or um needing to have uh the carpenter build something um those things all take time and while you're doing that you can start doing something else in the background so it's it just has like so much going on there's never enough time within the day because there's always so much to do and it's just one of those perfect gameplay loops and just a perfect game to play with um with somebody else because like we're now at the point we're married we have two kids uh, we built up the house the kids um one kid's walking one kid's in the crib um and yeah we've built up our, our friendships with all the different characters uh of the initial town saw a lot of their cut scenes and it's pretty cool like uh just some of the stories like it's for a game that's very like happy-go-lucky very like slow pace like you get to know some of the characters and there's like a little bit of drama like one's like an alcoholic because he just never really got his life together another one's like a happy alcoholic <laughs> she's her name is pam and she's just always at the saloon and whenever we talk to her she's drunk but she's happy like she's not complaining about it Mm -hmm. um yeah it is just uh and i think another character is this guy clint he's like the uh he's the the resident blacksmith but he's like always trying to like you know he's 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 trying to find a spouse and so whenever you talk to him like when his cutscenes happen it's him like asking you for advice on how to how to talk to girls and What's funny is that um I gave him different advice from Marissa and her advice paid off in a later cutscene where he ended up getting a date, whereas my advice Damn. where I told I told him the yeah, Marissa said be yourself. And I of course said, nah, you need to like present yourself <laughs> as like interesting, as charismatic. <laughs> and like he tried to do that. And it just didn't work at all. <laughs> so we got to see those different um how different choices play out within the game and it's just absolutely awesome there's a witch there's a wizard we learned that the witch and wizard were actually married at one point and that's why the witch flies around the town just cursing things at times to, to basically oh, wow. like you know take her anger out on the world because you know a woman scorned yes um, <laughs> has to has to has hell to hath no fear <laughs> yeah hell hath no fear yeah so it's just it's awesome like there's there's things that happen in the game where initially when you see them early on it's like what the fuck was that and then it's all actually like as you get to learn the world and the, the characters uh within the game and within the town like it all actually makes sense like things actually happen for a reason it's not just random at least they found a way to explain the randomness of the game so that there is like an organization to the confusion or to the chaos so it's great i absolutely love stardew i'll probably have so much more to say about it because there's still so much more content that we know just by going on the wiki that we haven't gotten yet so there's a still a lot more to come and we have no idea how it's going to come but we just know as we do more stuff like it's one of those things that like you would ask yourself like why would i ever like build that thing it doesn't seem necessary to me but by mm -hmm. building certain things it just out of nowhere would then trigger another event to happen so there's there's actually like incentive into just building stuff because you don't know how it's going to play out but you know that it's going to affect things within the town and within the storylines of the town so it's uh it's one of those games they uh it's very it's definitely a labor of love from the developer 
evidenced by the fact that the game has been out forever and as i just like looked at as i was um looking up stories for the show today i saw that a uh, concerned ape the developer of the game teased another update on the way so it's just like damn he's just like, started yeah <laughs> so he's just like he's, he's literally just like his pet or their pet project and they just continue to you know just find ways to you know give more to the community and it's you know it's it's what I love about it is the game has been out for I have no I'm assuming like a decade now who knows maybe longer maybe less and it's at the point now where the people who are still talking about the game are the people that love the game so it's very much different from like you know what we talk about with uh with um Diablo where like you know it's, <laughs> it's in the first two months you know you got a couple like bad fruits in the tree that are that are complaining about the tree and you got to shake them off <laughs> and then what's left is like you know the healthy fruit that that like what's going on and hey, like as you said some of their gripes are very understandable but you know there there are people who are enjoying the game and that are more willing what i will say is more willing to go along for the ride um and so yeah they that's where I'm at with Stardew is like, it's like, we, we still see things all the time that aren't perfect, but we know that this is an absolutely like once in a lifetime experience when it comes to playing this game. And yeah. so where, you know, you let the jank slide. <laughs> like there is, there was one point where it asked, uh, it asked me and Marissa, if we wanted another kid, we said yes. And then two days later it said, do you want a kid? And we're like, wait, didn't we already agree that we wanted a kid? And so we said, yes. And it's supposed to give you like 14 days, 14 days come, the kid doesn't come around. And then like a month later, the kid suddenly just shows up. And we know that that was definitely a glitch within the game, but we're just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> like it's, Or maybe it's just, you guys are just so used to it from the first time that you just don't remember. From the, from the first time it asked us? <laughs> from the first time you had a kid. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, the second one was easy. Like, yeah exactly um so yeah like it's just like you know sometimes you understand that the, the systems don't all work perfectly but everything else is working fine and you keep it going and so yeah um i i'm absolutely loving stardew and i i can't wait to play more of it we'll be playing more tonight and for the rest of the week to come for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but no, Adel, let's get into the topics of the week Top, topics, topics of the, of the week. A dub has been about three weeks and not much has happened. Barely maybe, anything maybe, has gone down. Yeah, you know what's funny is like that's the other thing I was gonna say is if everybody's talking about Diablo like two months out from the launch of Diablo, that means that there's probably not anything else going on to distract them from talking about Diablo and complaining about it. So two months out from it and <laughs> in a slow news week. Yeah. <laughs> so like slow um, news weeks, a slow news month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the when you when you're just seeing a bunch of negativity surrounding one game, you know there's not a lot going on. And that's gonna be evidenced by the fact of what we're discussing today and our topics of the week so a dub what you got to lead us off i got i'm gonna start a little light a little okay. ubisoft news we got mm -hmm. we got some remarks after a q a that they did regarding star wars outlaws and one particular note stuck out that's gained some traction online apparently star wars outlaws it won't be a 300 hour epic unfinishable rpg so the exact quote here is our objective is to really get people into a very dense rich adventure open world adventure that they can explore at their own rip so it is absolutely not a 200 or 300 hour epic unfinishable rpg 
This is a very focused action adventure RPG that will take people on a ride and it's very manageable. So I hear this and I'm thinking to myself, that actually might not be the best choice because I mean, you created this phenomenal looking IP in these just wide open, beautiful open spaces. Like it looks like Star Wars done right. It looks original. It just, it looks like that next step for the representation of Star Wars in the video game industry. And I think it would have benefited from having just an overwhelming amount of content. Granted, I understand that time and resources are an issue and, you know, it's difficult to balance getting something that's very high quality and polished like this game appears to be, at least from its initial gameplay reveal, you know, when you're focused on so many different things. So I think it is better for the overall quality and in product that they're taking this approach and like not going overboard with it. But at the same token, I think that Star Wars Outlaws could have benefited from that as long. But as long as the core gameplay has enough replayability and that can bring you back, like it, it gotta have that that free roam where just engaging with the game's core systems on its own is enough to hold anybody's attention because if it's grand theft star wars yeah i'll be playing this for a thousand hours at least but you know if you get to the end or like you're you're doing the content and it's the kind of thing where you do the content and it kind of kills the open world because it's just like all right one less group of things to do or one less place to visit you know i, I think that could go in a bad direction but amc how do you feel about this information and will it influence your choice to get down with star wars outlaws well you know i'm gonna give you my opinion but let's take a quick break before i give you that all right yeah um you know actually i don't know where i stand on this one this is interesting because i do i do get your point about um about that um about like the game like i guess putting limitations on the game but i also I kind of don't mind that because I one I'm not the type of person to put in 300 hours into a game um, unless it's Stardew Valley, yeah. but um, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, just in general, a lot of open, especially open world games. I do hit a point where I'll play enough of the side content where I feel like I'm kind of a little too far off from the mainline quest where I'll start to forget what's going on, and eventually at those points, that's usually when I start to just mainline the game all the way through to the finish. So the idea that they're going to try to keep it, I guess, a little more focused, I don't really have an issue with that, um, especially when they, you know, they put out that article, or at least they, there was that quote that rele that was released, I, I believe, a week before this interview where they were saying that, you know, everything's going to be handcrafted in their world. Um, and so maybe, yeah, maybe part of keeping the quality and, you know, making sure that they can touch every inch of the game was also keeping it constrained to you know a certain a certain size and i believe that the size that they said was around like um two of i don't have the quote in front of me. I think it was three like, zones from assassin's one of the assassin's creeds Creed. yeah so they they and in the article i'd read that i guess there had been some criticism over the bloat of of uh, previous assassin's creed games so maybe they were taking some of that in mind with this and not just having like a a ton of content for the sake of having a ton of content um, and so, yeah, if it's, if it feels like it's like kind of more curated and they've really thought out, you know, every bit of, uh, you know, side quests and 
interaction that you can have within the world of the game and how meaningful it will be if that shows up within the final product then yeah i have no i have no issues with that um maybe it's if anything it might be a sign that either they're trying something new or they're just learning from you know past experiences and now trying to implement this in this game and by all accounts at least the first gameplay reveal looked pretty good so they they it seems like they have an idea of what they want to do with this game and yeah so as of right now, I'll I'll let them uh I'll I'll let them kind of dictate how they want the game to be experienced. And then once the game comes out, if people feel like it was too short of an experience or they wanted more from it, then um we'll see what happens if um they have plans for a sequel or if they do something else like that along the line. But um yeah, I they they also mentioned that they wanted to make sure that people played, enjoyed, and finished the game. So maybe they also saw that not a lot of people were finishing their previous games. And so a way to, you know, get people to take in the full experience was maybe cut off um a couple of hours here and there on certain parts of the map. <laughs> yeah. Just like we don't need this, we don't need that. And I'm sure people will look at that as like, oh, you're taking away content. Uh, uh, where's the you just gotta sell it back to us, DLC. Yeah, it's only a hundred hours. How can I how can I enjoy a game that's only a hundred hours? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, um, plays game for two hundred hours. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, we've got we have enough of those games as of right now that are the uh, these are games that you could play for an entire lifetime. So I have no problem with a, a developer saying that this isn't one of those games. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think it, it's really a knock to the game. I feel like if anything, they're they're viewing it as a strength, and so I I'm gonna ride with them on that one. Yeah. Uh, but you got anything else, Adub, before we move to the next topic of the week? Uh, topic of the week? Uh, nothing more than I'm just loving where Star Wars Outlaws is going. I have full faith in the project. They showed me something that I believe in. So Ubisoft Massive, I'm in your corner. AMC, <laughs> <laughs> you got the next one. Yes. Um. So this one, evidenced by uh, the Slow News Week, we are now getting into PlayStation playstation plus monthly games for august <laughs> um yeah so in a blog post we got the announcement of what three games that you can look forward to if you are a playstation plus member um the first one that being pga tour 2k23 so if you're into golf if you're into what's going on with the pga and the live live tour and their merger and everything that's going to come with that and you're just getting into the sport well now you can, you can get pga tour 2k23 or back in the day, I was a big fan of uh, Tiger Woods golf when I think everybody was a fan of Tiger Woods golf at the time. And it was absolutely phenomenal game. So if this is anything like that, then um, yeah, might be one you want to pick up. The other game on this list, Dreams by Media Molecule, a game that was a, uh, a game that took a while to come out. It was going to be the game that was going to be the, the game to end all games because you can create games within the game. <laughs> People could do whatever they wanted. Um, yeah, this is now available on PS Plus. Interesting because I believe that Media Molecule said that they are no longer supporting Dreams. So mm -hmm. I guess now that they're now that it's uh, the final product, there I guess PlayStation's like, all right, let's just get this out there. And who knows, maybe this will um reinvigorate the community with more people jumping in and seeing what dreams is all about that were kind of on the fence to, you know put some hard-earned cash down maybe they'll jump in and see what this is all about um but yeah it'll be interesting to see how people react to dreams and then the other game this is a doozy this is a game that i've been looking forward to playing eventually and now that's on ps plus i will definitely be playing it and that is 
Death's Door, a game that A-Dub has on his Xbox and now can play on his PlayStation. Barely um, played it. Yeah, it's a, it's a game with a, it's a Jedi Raven from what it looks like. Um, you're, 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 you're a bird with a, with a, with a glowing red sword and you're fucking shit up. Um, yeah, and it was a game that was very, um, highly anticipated when it dropped. Let's see, last chance downloads for July monthly games. We got PlayStation Black Ops Cold War, Alan Wake Remastered, and Endling Extinction is Forever. So definitely pick up Alan Wake Remastered if you haven't yet. And, um, yeah, if you like Call of Duty and you want to support Microsoft, pick that up too while you're at it. Uh, A-Dub, of these three games, PGA Tour, 2K23, Dreams, and Death's Door, um, what do you think about these, this offering and any um, recommendations for people to pick up? Death's Door, assuredly. Um, I only played a little bit of it on Xbox, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't get too deep into it because now I can play it on the PlayStation. Again, it's not because I don't... It's not because I dislike anything or anything like that. It's just that PlayStation is where I do all my games. So if I can get a game on PlayStation, that's where I want to play it. Uh, this worked out pretty well for me since I don't have to directly pay for it or buy the game twice, even though I would. But I'm not going to. So looking forward to playing this with a dual sense. And I think people should check it out at outstanding art style. Like you said, Jedi Raven, you're going and tracking down wayward spirits and bringing them back to where they belong in the afterlife. And yeah, it's got so, like people say souls. Like, I don't really want to say that it's just got really good isometric action combat. <laughs> like everything's everything souls like, and I don't think that's the case. I think, souls definitely popularized good combat controls but just because something has the same combat that doesn't mean it's the same kind of game so this is more like a zelda game just with a different combat system and yeah it's it's fun it's like it's more similar to curse of the dead gods or Hades, especially when you start using the range weapons and that's what i would say you're not really you're not really doing the crazy stuff like in hades but it's it's grounded combat and it it looks so good in motion and just the art direction really sings with it. It's just gorgeous to look at. It's beautifully drawn, beautifully animated. I highly recommend it to anybody who's been on the fence. And even if you haven't been on the fence, you can get up and over it and come on to the side of good taste, <laughs> as they say on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And overall, maybe, maybe PGA. <laughs> like, I haven't played a golf game in a long time. Uh, what about uh, what about dreams? What do you got with dreams? Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> time, time for them to get back to Little Big Planet. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> like, I dig that these kind of games exist where people can take the tools and create their own properties. I also appreciate that Media Molecule puts together their own handcrafted stuff for people to experience to both entertain and give people an idea of how to use their tools and what could what's possible to make but the UGC games man i i like my games not necessarily handcrafted but i just like my games to be single player like this is your experience and just go figure out what we created do do everything you need to do you know it's those kind of games they really sell on their their UGC tools and I don't know. I think it just comes at the expense of what the product could have really been if the developer just focused on making 
something that's like its own contained thing. Um, I don't know how to put it in into the perfect words. Like I respect Media Molecule and and Sackboy and, and what is that game? Little Big Planet and Dreams. It's just not for me. Yeah. All right. Well, move on to the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. You got it. Well, you you may not be expecting this one, AMC, but you know Blizzard's been in the news <laughs> quite a bit for quite a lot for quite a long time. It's 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 something else. It's like watching a majestic beast take flight and then destroy a city. <laughs> it's that kind of shit. So, yeah, Blizzard, they're issuing a warning to Diablo 4 players because they want them to stop using game-modifying software. You could be risking a permanent ban. <laughs> so this is coming on the heels of the preseason patch that came with a lot of nerfs that upset a lot of gamers. Then there's the fireside chat they had the following week to talk about all the changes they were going to make to bring the game back. Ruin the game. <laughs> to ruin it again. <laughs> to some of the to some of the short term fixes that they're able to apply during this season, you know, while we continue to wait for the more major changes coming with season two. But you know, they're trying to be more open with the community they're talking about you know showing us patch notes before a patch goes live so they can get consumer feedback they're going to have more uh, fireside camp campfire chats in order to be able to tell people about the changes and what the philosophy is behind stuff and all just to you know try to get feedback beforehand instead of doing something and then getting feedback afterwards like why why did you do this <laughs> why are you ruining the game but yeah so they're issuing a warning though because within that there's a reason that the game is always online there's a reason that they keep making all these changes and there's also just people who who want to see the world burn so this is downloading all the software, making all these changes. But Blizzard put out this warning. They want people to stop using those tools, even calling one out by name. Uh, this, the message goes as follows. We are committed to keeping the world of Sanctuary a safe and fair place for all players. And our game security team constantly monitors for cheats and unauthorized modifications. All Diablo 4 players agree to the Blizzard end-user license agreement as a condition of playing the game. The Blizzard EULA explicitly prohibits cheating, bots, hacks, and any other unauthorized software which automates, modifies, or otherwise interferes with the game. <laughs> uh, they go on to say they, they go on to name check one of the cheats. They're saying, with that in mind, we want to make it clear that Turbo Turbo HUD four, <laughs> like any game modifying software, is prohibited for use with Diablo four. Players who install this kind of software put their accounts at risk for disciplinary disciplinary action which can include permanent suspension and just in case you're wondering what's going on turbo hood <laughs> it's a customizable overlay for the game it lets you make changes to the world map add aspect names to your character sheets and configure plugins you can also use it to reveal dungeon maps and add missing item add a missing items counter to the screen and add a resource counter. So you know, adding things and changing the game in a way to make to 
bring a suite of quality of life improvements to the product. Blizzard's not having it. So, AMC, what do you think about just this small sliver of the ongoing mess that is just the community versus Blizzard over Diablo 4? Um, yeah, I have no problem. It's like, it's funny because it's like all aligns with like Destiny <laughs> and like every other, I guess, like live service game where people just they find an issue with it. They want to do because, like, what's it like? I feel like Bungie every other week is taking somebody to court, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. suing them for like inappropriately using their game or trying to get cheats I'm for their games. Cheats. Yeah. And, and people like people have their opinions on like, like they agree it's wrong but then they wonder if it's too heavy-handed blah blah blah. and i don't know i i'm all for like i'm all for play the game as it's intended to be played you can there's the box people try to act like because there's a box that stifles all creativity but it's like sports and anything else in life there are rules and then you learn how to work with them to be creative within the rules and people who are the best at being creative within the rules like rise to the top and become the best and um that's how i view like any game that's how i played it like all right what's the game how does it want to be played and then how can i like how can i work within that how can i how can i like kind of like start to i guess subvert some of those rules within it but within the constraints of what the developer will allow in the game and so Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh i always like that's how my approach is and so i have no problem if you know, if they're saying that people are taking their game and playing it in a way that is definitely messing up the quality of experience, and so they're going to get a permanent ban if that's the case, um, I'm like, I'm I'm console gamer, uh, true and true. I played PC and basically in high school and you know college, and then I and then I went back to uh, console and I've been there ever since. And it's one thing that you always hear from like PC players is that they love the idea of being able to mod their games and that is definitely uh, a strength of the pc but then you also hear them also complain often about multiplayer and how it's broken on pc because people are always trying to get cheats and stuff within that to, to you know to get a leg up in the in, within the games and so much uh, harder to stop them yeah and so that's i'm i'm a, i'm the type of person i enjoy like i i put the quality experience before anything else before my my ability to just give myself god mode and just do whatever i want within the game and so i i actually prefer the the developers doing everything possible to you know to uphold what is the spirit of the game and not just like what people want to do to the game and so yeah um i think it's good that they're basically saying like yeah you can try to do that but if we find out that you're doing that we're gonna fucking ban you (laughs) forever and if we find out that you're making money off of it, we might even sue you. Who knows? Um, I have no issues with that from the developer uh, issuing those warnings because then when the time comes, it's we gave you we gave you plenty of warning and you mm-hmm. still kept doing it, and now you got to go. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. It's I, I get, and I know I shouldn't, but I just get so agitated when, especially with Diablo Four, it's. I can rarely find a discussion where somebody's not talking about, oh, like sharing level guides and talking about exploits and, oh, you can rerun this, you know, just as long as you don't complete it and log out and it makes leveling faster. Are you guys just trying to blow through the game? Like, (laughs) what's just thinking about it? It's it's just aggravating. Like, 
they spent all this time and money creating this experience and they have an idea of the way they want you to play it. Obviously, they're going to be making changes for a very long time until it it slides into the groove of, you know, as perfect as they could possibly get it with whatever time they have. But it's like they, they go through all that work to give us this curated experience. They they have a particular way they want us to play it. They structure it in that way. And it's like all the nitpicks and complaining are about, oh, why don't you why don't you do it this way? Oh, this game does this better. And it's like, yo, you're playing this. If you like the other games, go play that. And sorry, you, you just missed the boat. But you know, just this it's complaining. And then the cheating and just trying to modify the game and yeah, uh, it's like uh, for me, it just seems like it's like one one through line with a lot of the games that released recently. It's kind of the quote unquote purists that are the vocal, like you know, the vocal minority <laughs> that are like mm-hmm. uh, that are complaining about things. If you think about it, it's like what we discussed it on the show, like whatever last show, like three weeks ago. It's the people saying like, yeah, you know, like the uh, uh, Zelda isn't a real like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's a good game, but it's not a real Zelda game. Final and Fantasy like, 16. Yeah, it's a good game, but it's not a real Final Fantasy game. And it's like Diablo. It's like the peers are saying like, eh, well, I don't even know if they're even saying Diablo is a good game, but they're basically saying <laughs> all the reasons why it doesn't work as a Diablo game, Diablo 4. Um, and so, yeah, it just seems like it's always the the quote unquote hardcore and the peers that are showing up and telling developers where they screwed up within yeah. the game and i forgot like it was like a game it wasn't like a really popular game but i was listening to it uh an interview with the dev and i like their approach where they said that they they did focus on the quote unquote super fans but they focused mainly on the super fans who were enjoying the game and then they were building from there with them so like a lot of times like they talk about like you know community engagement but it's like you don't need to engage with the people who hate your game. Those aren't the people that you want to talk to. <laughs> like you want, mm-hmm. you want to talk to people who are enjoying your game and who are also saying like, yeah. And if you want to make it better, X, Y, and Z, this is what I would suggest. And and then they take those criticisms and they 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 go with that. But what you don't do is you don't go to the person who said, I quit playing Diablo and here's why. And then yeah. you do everything possible for retention to get them back on it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I have absolutely no issues with them ignoring, you know, all the haters, because that's what I said. It's if you look at a lot of the games that have come out that have gotten great scores <laughs> from like, you know, from, you know, reputable sites, it's uh, the people who come on the back end after those reviews. It's typically the people who are saying that, like. I enjoy these types of games, but I'm going to tell you why I don't enjoy this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also while saying that it's a good game. Um, and so, yeah, it's that you, you can't listen to those people because as I said, I, I ignore them. I, I totally, uh, I, I disregard their complaints because a lot of times their complaints are something, things that either get addressed or things that, you know, become less and less important as the game continues to be updated. Seriously. And so, um, and then they'll, they will be the quickest ones to then like when the game is in a good state to be like, yeah, but the launch, but the launch. And it's like, yeah, that was the launch. That was the game has been out for 10 years and you're complaining about two months <laughs> of the game's like uh, development um, post launch. And so, yeah, uh, I, I tend to just ignore all that bullshit from the, the quote unquote purists and the hardcores, because if you're sitting there and you say you love your wife, but then you're constantly telling her why she's not pretty, <laughs> oh, <laughs> then you don't, you don't, I can't you don't, stand that. <laughs> yeah, then you don't really love your wife, even though you, you, you quote unquote say that you do. So um, yeah, in general, I'm, I'm not, I know there are the people who say that because I've heard this on other shows where they say like, no, like 
I criticize the things I love most. It's like, well, maybe you don't really love them. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like where did, where did that drive and determination come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of that is based on to look intelligent you have to find fault with things. It's like yeah. that people have like, it's kind of like the, the comedy. That. Yeah. It's like the comedy thing of like, if I can't like tear it down, then that's a sign that I'm not really like paying attention to it. And I think that's like people who say that they love things. The only way that they can sound intelligent about it is by also saying that pointing out everything that's flawed with it. That's like, that's how I view it. Oh, this thing that you really like too. Let me tell you why it sucks. Yeah. But I also like that thing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's great, but it's not perfect. Yeah. 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 That whole, that whole group. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, we've been doing all the talking, yeah. but I feel like there are some people who could do the talking <laughs> for themselves. Yeah. They got trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Week, week, week. Oh, do we have trouble of the week? Hold on. I forgot what show of the week up to. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. No, troll of the week was something else. But let's let's see if we can freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Blizzard really is comprised of the scummiest individuals in the gaming industry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for for perma banning cheaters, yeah, and people modifying their game. Uh, did anyone see that Microsoft might get investigated for helping Chinese hackers? Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freestyling. I'm trying uh, to pull them out the water while they're swimming upstream. Uh, Blizzard is such a joke nowadays. <laughs> um, see, Blizzard doesn't seem to want to make the game better right now, so let modders make it better. Free labor resource pool. Yeah. Yes. So just let other people modify your hundreds of millions of dollar project while you're actually trying to fix it. That's not how that works. Oh man, scrolling along. Let's see. Now nah, somebody's gonna do it. Now Blizzard Loki is probably sadistic. We all know the fan base likes being punished because they are always trying to break the game somehow. Yeah. Let me see. Well, I mean, you kind of get just blizzard. What a bunch of wieners. <laughs> Everything I hear about this game is not good. Everything. Make the game offline. Problem solved. <laughs> of course, somebody always turning every bit of news into, well, you should just make it offline. Yeah. Oh, man. A uh, lot of buyer's remorse here. You love to see it. How did this game get the score that it got? <laughs> <laughs> I quit playing already. A friend bought Remnant 2 for me, and it's been a lot more fun. Oh, that's player. good. Hey, that's yeah. good. You got yourself a different game, and yeah. you moved on. That's yeah. as healthy as it can get in the cesspool. Let's see. Let's see if I can get one more. See, I just stopped using the game. Played eight levels in the new season and just got bored. <laughs> Activision are big bitches. They destroy gaming. <laughs> All right, that'll be the last. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's it's the same old story every week. I mean, yeah, we're starting yeah. to see, like you said, like people are starting to to come out about. Oh, I, 
I'm quitting the game. Like to to be like there was especially one prominent uh YouTube content creator who made a video just explaining his reasoning. And while it made sense on an individual level, like I'm not going to take anything away from the dude. At the same token, it came down to like this this game is not Dark Souls. I don't like action RPGs. Like that's all I got. And resistances are broken. <laughs> That's all it really boiled down to. It's just like it it makes me reflect on the fact that there are just a lot of people who are playing games just to play them. Like, oh, this got a high rating. Oh, this is free on the on the plus or or game pass or whatever. And it's it's just devaluing that experience. And then we talk about videos and you know, people making guides and all this. Everything's at your fingertips. We, we talk about it periodically throughout a given year, but it just strips all the magic out of the game. There's no sense of discovery. There's no overcoming obstacles or figuring out anything on your own. It's just, okay, I need to go do this. I need to go here. I need to get that. If I hit him from behind, then he dies instantly. And I go and I get the next thing. It's just like, it, you guys would have so much more fun if you put if you cut on this console, cut on a game, a new game, and the first time you're seeing most of it is that time that you're first playing instead of the let's plays and the first 38 minutes of the game. <laughs> Everything. It's like, man, it, it, everybody's just in a rush to be a critic. And it's that's, that's like, that's what I think it's more of. Like, I think it's, I think there is like, you know, there's that contingent of like people who just like want to play everything and have access to more things. But I think this one in particular, because you said YouTuber and it's more specifically, it's I have a channel and I have to create content. Hmm. And a part of that is, well, then I need to play whatever is popular right now, even if I don't like it. And so if I don't like it, then my content will be about why I don't like this thing. But the problem is they'll do that and they'll sell it as this game is objectively bad as opposed to I needed something to talk about. And so I'm just going to talk about this thing that I don't really give a shit about. But I need I need to keep you guys engaged with me. <laughs> so I'm just going to play this bullshit game that I don't really care about. Like that's that's why I think a lot of it is like where you say like there's critics out there. I think it's people are trying to create content and they need content and so whether it's good or bad content or more more or less it's content that they're interested in good or bad is up to the person but it's i'm gonna just absorb everything because i need to talk about everything because i need to keep a steady stream of information coming out for people to show up on my patreon donate five bucks and, and tell me why they that agree would be that, dope. why they agree that that diablo sucks and blah 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 and so I think that's I think that's more if anything is everybody has access to you know their own channel, their own podcast, their own Twitch stream, whatever, and they got to have shit out there. And so if there's nothing out there, as we were just talking about with like articles and trying to find stuff to talk about, if there's nothing to talk about, well then we're just gonna go to the negative <laughs> because that yeah. will always that will always drive engagement. Like people try to put it all on Facebook. Like they're like, oh, Facebook, their algorithm pushes the negative. It's like because people eat up the negative because when they're mm -hmm. bored, they try to find the problems. And there are plenty of people who are who are willing and ready to to peddle that shit. And so, yeah, I think so it's like, I, I, 
yeah, you can blame all these other things, but ultimately I think it comes down to people need content and whether they care about it or not, they're going to consume it and then give an opinion on it because they got to drive engagement. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just wondering how Armored Core 6 is going to be received. It's interesting because there's a big enough gap where there's not, like it'll be interesting if the, because how long has it been since Armored Core 5? Like 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. And then it came out in 2014. So like nine, yeah. 10 years. So there's not like a thing like where you can say, like, in not like that Final Fantasy 15 came out yesterday, but it came out more recently. Same with Breath of the Wild came out 2017. So that's what, like eight years, eight oh, years six, ago, six, six years, six, six years ago. Yeah. But yeah, like people are still comparing, you know, Tears of the Kingdom to Breath of the Wild. Like it just came out yesterday. And so I think maybe it'll be interesting to see with the 10 year gap. You know, because the people, are, I guess, are still showing up for Diablo, so maybe they will show up. But I was just what I was getting at was, I wonder if even ten years later, if people will still show up and compare this one to Armored Core Five, and how things went wrong with this one in comparison to Armored Core Five. I don't think there's <laughs> enough people to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's just not enough. There's not enough like market penetration to hit that crowd that would even have that thought. Yeah, I mean, every like. The core crowd, no pun intended, is just going to be like, Armor Core 6, here we go. This is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you, FromSoft. And like everybody else is going to come in. Like There's going to be those fake, those fake Armor Core aficionados. Like, I went back and played the original games over the course of a month. <laughs> Do you think? Now, the- now, I know everything more than everyone. <laughs> Do you think the success of Elden Ring will at all impact the perception of Armor Core? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It it already has. In what it's way? Just yeah. there's so many more people watching every second of video and reading every word of what this game is about because it's it's all the souls people, just all the people that they've cultivated over that time where there was no armor core. Like now we have this this fan base of like 20 million and they're looking at this next game. Like, is, is this going to be my next hit? Like, because they, they expect FromSoft to just continue to roll out the hits. They've been on a hot streak for a very long time. So people are looking at like, maybe they'll make me like next now, like that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I hope they do, but I wouldn't bank on it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So see, we'll see how the casuals, as far as when it comes to armored core, react to this game (laughs) Um, that's gonna be my favorite part i can't wait to see (laughs) i can't wait to see like what what like the dominant stances on either side of the discussion are (laughs) especially if it gets like a good score (laughs) like because it's finally if if it gets a good score then people are then gonna really compare it to elden ring because they're gonna be like oh from software put out another great game with a good score all right i'll try it out and then when they play it it's like yeah like mech's fucking this isn't, this isn't what I expected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be, it is going to be interesting to see, I guess, how the casuals, because, yeah, it's like one of those things like sometimes the hardcores, like what we're talking about with Diablo, the hardcores are the ones that define the discourse. It'll be um, the people whereas, like running the most difficult and challenging content. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you made this change and now this build isn't viable. Yeah. Whereas like with Armor Core, it seems like because you said like the hardcores might not make up 
a lot of the people that are going to be purchasing this game, it'll be interesting to see how the casuals then define the discourse around that. That is another thing because they're going to be almost completely in control of the discussion. There's just yeah. not enough of us from the old school <laughs> to to like counteract those voices. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. I never thought about that. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting. But I mean, what will be good though is at least is as you as you ran down with, you know, just how crazy your schedule is gonna be is it will come out, but there's gonna be enough around it where, you know, people aren't just gonna seemingly harp on it for weeks because you got Starfield right around the corner. Yeah. You got Boulder's Gate come well, I guess Boulder's Gate got delayed a little bit, but that will be coming out. There'll be a lot of games uh, coming didn't out. Didn't it didn't it um the PC version get moved up to August first? Okay, I was thinking about console. Maybe uh console I think is what, September twenty-fifth. Yeah. So yeah, there'll be people talking about that, at least from a PC perspective. So there's gonna be enough content out there to take away some of the focus on Armor Core, but you know how it is. It'll it'll get its it'll get its week. <laughs> and we'll see what the what the discussion around Armor Core is going to be. Cause hopefully it's uh, it's gonna be dope. I'm looking forward to watching you fucking jet side to side and, <laughs> and blast these fools. So oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of that. I'm, yeah. Dude, I'm going to be weaving in between buildings up and over freeway overpasses. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be crazy. Like it, I read an article where, or I read someone had read an article where uh, one of the people at the media I was playing the preview, like, oh, none of us could, could get through the first boss. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is about to watch Adub just breeze through like half the game on stream twitch.tv slash control issues pie. Yeah. Uh, what did you think I'm, of the. Uh, I'm so excited. What did you think of the trailer that we watched uh, before, like that they released this week? Uh, anything the trailer, trailer was awesome. Like, yeah. like, we, got to, we got to see more moment to moment gameplay where the character is actually moving through the theater of operations of a given mission because there there was some more information released that the full mission list came out or something developers said about how the new game plus is similar to the old ones where you get all the missions or at least I hope you get all the missions but they said you get missions that weren't available in the campaign so I'm excited about that and yeah but when the mechs moving through the theater of operations, it looks like an excellent balance between Armor Core four and five. In that, like the mech isn't just fixed in a particular position. Like once things really get going, the mech switches from side to side, left and right, but it keeps that like low over the shoulder third person conflict. It looked like a dynamic third person camera. It's pretty awesome, and yeah, man, it just. <laughs> Like I, I can't explain. It. Like it's, it's not so much that I saw new things other than the HUD itself, which they hadn't shown in any of the the previous footage. But it was just seeing all the things that they're doing in motion and in that. Like okay, there are a couple of mechs over there. Let me move this way. Going over the buildings. There's a mech on the building. Take him out. Oh, there's a machine over there. Up oh, fighting a helicopter. Like <laughs> that's like it's it gives me an idea of what to expect when I'm mentally processing everything that's happening. So that's why it's a, I feel that's a better trailer than the ones that they showed before. And yeah. Just seeing that moment to moment, seeing what all the different meters and the different states of your own character, as well as the enemy characters are and just seeing 
seeing what the audio cues correspond to in real time. Uh, we also saw like you know, the, the AP counter, we saw that they're the repair unit and it looked like they used one of the repair units in, in a boss fight. And to me, it looked like it healed only about 1000 AP. So if they're giving you that little in the health packs, Man, I think people are going to have a hard time, and I'm excited about it because I want to see all that discussion. I want to hear all the problems. I want to hear. I want to hear all the ways the game is poorly designed. You just, you just tell your boy Dove, and I'll see what I think about it. I'm excited, man. But you know, they didn't really show off anything new. There was a mission where it looked like you had additional allies, which were other armor cores it was like a, a team of three that were moving into an installation and then uh, i believe some outlets speculated that that meant that there would be some kind of co-op but i'm under the impression that the game is single player only and that the only online play is somewhere within the arena so waiting for more information on that we also got to see the mission briefing area of the game or or at least the sequence that happened so we didn't see the mission selection we really didn't see much of the garage although it did cycle through a bunch of categories cycle through some different parts so i imagine people are going to be taking the what the the frame by frame images and trying to see what everything is how it's described because you know that's how people get down and yeah but they showed the the mission briefing and it's just straight up armor core you got a bunch of different displays and the the employer as well as your handler are talking to you and giving you the mission parameters you're looking at different pictures it's highlighting different bits of information like you want to go here this thing is pretty badass you gotta watch hold yourself. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> so, and we are back yeah so like dude felt like a kid again just watching that that mission briefing already got my head spinning looking at the the, the different angles and the, the orientation of the target, looking at where all the specific little objectives are along its structure and just thinking to myself, all right, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go there, let me let me think about what's in front of the mech. <laughs> let me let me think about what weapons I might need. Like I'm already I'm already thinking at the outset of the game, like, I'm gonna see if I can do what I normally would, which would be to sell my missile parts and sell my rifle and get a, a high uh, high capacity machine gun. <laughs> as soon as I get that, it's over. <laughs> Armor um, it was it was great seeing it. Like it's th there was some new stuff in there, especially some boss fights, and it just shows you more of what to expect in that moment to moment. Yes. Um, all right, let's get into uh, some quick hits. Do you have any uh, quick hits? I can I can lead us off if you. Oh, feel free to leave us off. Okay, yeah. Um, so my quick hit is going to be sorry, I didn't have the article pulled up. Um, PlayStation. They announced that they have sold over 40 million consoles, PS5 consoles, a dub. Uh this uh, is a blog a deal. Post. Yeah, blog post from Jim, your boy, Jim Ryan. Um <laughs> Jim Lyon. Jim Lyon crying, <laughs> flying. Uh, let's see. With the support of PlayStation fans, we have reached a milestone of 40 million PS5 consoles sold through to gamers since launch. Thank you so much to our community of gamers. Without you, this would have been an impossible task. I wonder if he like wrote this with uh, Chad GPT. He's like, 
PlayStation with a tear in his eye. <laughs> yeah, it's like when on Chat GPT wrote PlayStation Five, forty million consoles. Come up with it, <laughs> and it put together this article. Um, let's see. And then on top of that, they also um, he also announced. I guess they had a community vote on uh, their top forty games on the PS Five. And um, yeah, here here are a couple just to run down that list. We got Astro's Playroom. We got, of course, mm-hmm. the Giant Bug Snacks. We got yes. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb, Dead Space, uh, Death's Door. Oh, I'm getting that on oh. PS Plus. Uh, Demon Souls, Disco Elysium, Elden Ring, uh, Final Fantasy 16, Ghost of Tsushima, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon, Hogwarts, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I thought that thought game was bad. I thought everybody's over Marvel. We also got Spider Man. I thought everybody's over Marvel. Interesting. Uh, it takes two. Returnal. I thought nobody liked roguelikes. Um, let's see. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. thought you can only play that on the PS5. Sifu. Well, you do need an SSD or it will run like absolute trash. I, I, I thought people figured out how to run it without an SSD on their PCs or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what they said. That's what they said. Apparently it don't work. Let's see. Uh, Jedi Survivor. Um, Tales of Arise. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Last of Us Part, Last of Us Part One, and um, Worms Rubble. People, people loving Worms, huh? Made it to the top forty PS Five games. Oh, I thought this was like Jim Ryan's greatest of all time list. No, this is uh, community voted. Worms made the list, so people, people, people still loving Worms, (laughs) apparently. Um, But yeah, so forty million PS Five sold. People liking PS Five. I know. Loving you, them games. Yeah, how, how how's how's your experience with the PS5 been so far since you bought it, Adam? Experience has been fantastic. I mean, it still runs. There's no issues. <laughs> you know, going mostly digital this time, so I just have everything at my fingertips, and you know, just thinking about. Uh, damn, I might get Remnant too, man. I might have to mess around with that. It, it looked a little too juicy. I can't just leave that on the table. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man, I'm I'm having a blast. Um, not too excited over the prospect of a PS5 Pro, which is part of the reason why I'm making that jump to the PC Master Race. <laughs> but yeah, man, PS5, <laughs> not so much FOMO. It's just I want to I want to play stuff at the highest quality, and I just I just it's not that, <laughs> it's not that I'm missing out. It's just that if if we're going to play this game where quality is going to be doled out, you know, in shorter increments, then I may as well just spend all my time at the top of the scale instead of waiting for Sony to tell me like, okay, you can get ray tracing to 60 frames per second now for 500 more dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I'll just get that. <laughs> then I'm covered for the rest of my life. Yeah. I get Until that. I, I totally yeah. get that. I'm over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. so over it i can't do it but yeah uh yeah i i would say yeah I, I absolutely love my ps5 i can't wait to play it i can't wait to play games on it um does everything i need to do i know there's like this like and i feel like it's every generation but there's always this growing like contingency that's like oh these consoles are are already outdated or there's you know there's already a lot of, maxed out especially right now there's a lot of uh like 
these consoles aren't living up to the promise <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Uh, and it happens every generation people expect mm-hmm. one thing they get another thing and then they're like oh they promised us so much and none of that's playing out the way i expected it to but i'm absolutely loving it the games that i'm playing work on it <laughs> the games that i'm getting i'm enjoying on it and as i said i'm playing having one of my greatest experiences right now and that is stardew valley even if it came out on the ps4 i'm playing it on the ps5 and i'm absolutely loving it i it's 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 nice and zippy. I can go from app to app with very very little load. Like any anytime I bring up the PS4, I haven't brought it up in a while. But the last time I did, you just realize quickly, like you know, just it had a little bit a little bit of a chug to it yeah. <laughs> once you once you go from the PS4 to the PS5. And took so, a, it took a second to process what you're trying to tell to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so yeah, I'm I'm not one of those people that's uh, you know low lacking of gratitude when it comes to you know playing my new console and uh I'm, I'm absolutely enjoying it as as all the consoles that i get because i don't i don't buy shit and then just pick it apart i i buy things because i want to enjoy them so i'm not really looking for the flaws i'm looking for the gains and so yeah i'm absolutely loving my ps5 and i'm sure they just hit 40 million i'm sure they would hit it a lot sooner he did mention in the article that um you know this the supply constraints that you know were the the leading storyline when it came to the uh the consoles during the pandemic and it was very much understood why that was the case and so as more consoles as he iterated also an article that the supply is now very abundant as people go out start picking them up um yeah i think it's going to be awesome that uh it's going to build up and the momentum is going to just start to you know take off and we'll see it eventually pass the ps4 but yeah i'm i'm absolutely loving my ps5 do you have a quick hit a dub I've seen Xboxes in the wild now. It's getting yeah. kind of crazy. I never thought I'd see these consoles in the stores. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, it's like, wild. like there's something wrong. Yeah, I guess everything's going back to normal. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a quick hit. Bethesda. They've released some animated shorts for Starfield, and they show off three of the game's major cities. A-Dub has not watched them yet. However, I'm extremely excited to do so. Uh, the first short film, Supra or Ultra, is set on New Atlantis, which Bethesda previously confirmed is the biggest city studios ever made. Second animated short, Where Hope is Built, is set in Aquila City and tells the story of an orphan searching for repair kits to fix a broken ship and live out her dream of exploring the stars. And then the third film, The Hand That Feeds, is set in neon and focused on two street rats who steal from wealthy tourists and catch the attention of Ryujin Industries, a major corporation headquartered in neon and one of the main factions you can join in Starfield. This information coming from IGN. Uh, I'm excited to watch these. I'm looking at some of the still images now. I'm digging the art style. I'm digging the color palette and it's Starfield. So right now, Nothing can do any wrong in my eyes related to this game. Todd Howard and the crew knocked it out the park with the the Starfield Direct. And the footage is phenomenal. The product is ticking all the right boxes for me. So let's get these animated shorts. Let's get this marketing underway. AMC, do you have any interest in these animated shorts or Starfield in general whatsoever? Uh, no, not right now. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll, uh, I'm definitely interested in checking it out um but oh, you're gonna been, be checking it out when i'm streaming yeah but um yeah as of right now no it's uh it's not there's just there's so much there's so much it's like it's not even like a knock on starfield it's just the fact that 
I have Diablo 4. I haven't been able to touch it. I I'm playing and that hurts my soul, man. Yeah. I have I'm playing one of the all-time great games in Stardew Valley. And then there's so many other games. I want to get Mario Wonder whenever that comes out um later this year. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a matter of time and what I'll have time for until so, yeah, Starfield isn't gonna make the list, but I the game looks absolutely awesome. I'm hoping I'm definitely rooting for it because I I like Bethesda games and I'm not one of those people that's you know trying to be like, oh, this is the moment. <laughs> this is this is the time Todd Howard is finally showing his ass. Um and so yeah, I'm I'm absolutely rooting for this game because I'm also rooting for the people who are looking forward to the game to get a great experience. I don't I don't want to see people get excited for something and then be upset by it or underwhelmed. And so yeah, I'm really Oh, that doesn't sustain you like it does so many online. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, um yeah, I'm I'm hoping that this game uh, meets all the expectations. So uh, that's 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 about as much as I'm as far as like me and my interests within the game. Um well, so, I'm pumped and it's going down. It's the game that has convinced me that hey, it's it's PC time. Yeah. But I'm going to be enjoying it on Xbox while I while I gather and assemble the parts and the pieces <laughs> to bring to bring together my magnum opus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, man. But yeah, that's that's it for me. No more quick hits. All right. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AC. You are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Sucker. Okay.